Yo, what's up? I'm glad you made it. Twelfth and Farmer for another swap cast with something over yeah. the hill. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two swap cast. So we got four people here. It's me, um, Max, the young wizard. Oh, Jesse's oh sorry. We have, we have five people. My last text was, <laughs> <laughs> please no text till then. Um, and we got Brett. Bart Dangus. Yeah. I'm Bart Dangus. Oh, you don't go by Brett? No. You <laughs> blew it, dude. Sorry. You're going to have to edit that out now. <laughs> it's not really? Brett? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm not that serious. And then also Abigail Williams. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it's funny, though, like, since we've been in Detroit, you know, uh, like, nobody knows my real name. Like, nobody. And it's, I feel like I'm playing a trick on people. Well, I mean, somewhat you are. Yeah. I mean, kind of. It's really confusing for me when we're like hanging out with people because, like, I feel weird calling him Bart because I've always known him as Brett. But when I'm talking to his friends, I feel like I have to call him Bart. Yeah. And he has like two other friends named Brett, so it gets really yeah. confusing. <laughs> well, I was like uh, driving in a car to a show with my buddy Brett and my buddy <laughs> Shane. And like, Shane is like, hey brett you know blah 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 and i answered the question and i was like oh fuck i, I just blew my cover <laughs> wait i don't understand this the name Bart Dangus? yeah i don't get why there's a different name though the whole thing like before i did stand up i just uh like i was afraid of of like applying for a real job whatever that means you know right and then them finding my facebook and seeing like you know me being a degenerate on it so yeah so i changed the name to bart dangus well i get that and then i just started going by it well also i mean bart dangus pops off the page as opposed to brett thomas which is more definitely more i hate to say generic but no it totally is more so i i thought that was probably the reason like it sounds more unique like something you'd remember well that's totally why you made it your stage name yeah and i mean i just made my facebook name that because I thought it was funny at the time. <laughs> it was either that or Biff Sprinkle. <laughs> yeah, Bart Dangus is the right choice. Oh, I don't know. It's a little more believable. <laughs> so we were talking a minute ago about when we did our first swap cast. For me, it was episode 27. And for y'all, it was like episode 4. And y'all have put down a shit ton of podcasts since then. Yeah, um, this is 32 for us. I think when we hit our year anniversary, which was last November, we were at episode 34 so since november we've done like 18 or something but um so basically for those of you that for people that don't listen to your podcast why don't you take us through kind of what you guys have done since the last time you were here because you've been all over the place right Um, you like started us out kind (laughs) of yeah like that was like when we were i remember talking to you like we hadn't gotten our trailer yet which was like crucial to our trip because that's what we were gonna look yeah, out God of damn. you're totally right i remember seeing that on facebook when you guys found it yeah was this about a year ago it was almost a year almost ago. yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah. We, i think our first episode was like beginning of september so it's almost there but mm-hmm. yeah so we found a trailer um started driving around the country stopping wherever yeah. it really felt like it we, we, we spent seven months on the road living in a trailer but we sold it off like halfway through just because it was kind of a pain and then ended up just couch surfing with our friends um but yeah we hit both coasts did i did a bunch of stand-up a lot of stand-up yeah like i took a shit ton of pictures yeah i got to do a open mic at like the comedy store oh really yeah and that was like yeah that and then the ice house in la too that's where they do that fucking kill tony podcast yeah yeah listen to that one 
I don't. I've listened to a couple of them. Yeah, I've listened to a couple. I don't listen to it anymore, but uh, it's pretty solid. What was that other one? It's not Kill Tony. It's like the other Red Band and Tony Hinchcliffe. We saw something that at, at the improv that they do Brian one Red in the Band green did. room. Whereas yeah. the comics are going up and coming back, they're doing a podcast in the back room the whole time. Maybe that was. But yeah, they're, that's, they're kill, all on the that's Kill channel. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But when we went there, or when we were in LA, we also went to a show in the smallest room at the comedy store. Belly room. Belly room, and we saw fucking Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell, Chris D'Elia, uh, Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, maybe one other. Wait, how long were their sets? Like fifteen minutes each. That is so dude. It was fucking amazing, and it's a fucking tiny ass room. Like there was how many? How many? Like maybe fifty people in the room. Yeah, and it was packed. And uh, so these guys are using that to work their new material mm-hmm. to a yeah. seasoned comedy crowd. It was all, so cool. Dude, it that's was, what Bill Bird talks about all the time. He's like, yeah, I went out and I was hanging out all these big name comics. I'm like, that just must be normal for LA. Dude, yeah, it is. Oh, for the comedy store and the Ice House. Hmm. Yeah, like probably the most quintessential comedy on the West Coast, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So... How much has your act changed over the last seven months? Oh, dude, so fucking much. And this is why I fucking regret not seeing you at Catalina, because that was the last <laughs> place I saw you right before you left, and yeah. I still remember oh, that yeah. act. Dude, and I listened to, before, when I was like writing my set for the one that I just did, uh, like I listened to the two spots that I did at Catalina in January. Oh, you put, actually, in the set we're talking about, the, the one from a year ago or whatever at Catalina, you actually put on a podcast. It's at the uh, tail I? end of one of oh, your podcasts. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, shit. Yeah, that. don't listen to that. It's dog shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. Well, no, it's cool. I mean... It's there for a reason. But, uh, no, like, I listened to what I did six months ago, and, like, one of those sets was just, like, every joke I've thrown away now because they're dog shit. Um, but, I don't know. I'm getting better, he, I think. Like, each, <laughs> like, some of the jokes he has are almost a year old but they're way more refined now or you work the timing out you work the beat out yeah a certain way to word a, a phrase something yeah it's it's really interesting being a person that goes to like every show of his because i see all the little subtle nuances well, of how you tell a joke that's how bingo talks about stand-up all the time yeah. she makes notes and everything for me dude yeah you got i imagine you got to have somebody that's like you can bounce it off that didn't just see one show but i just want to make note them. that he just equated us to doug and bingo yeah well <laughs> no i'm super into that color hair I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. dude you know what we're gonna be for halloween uh, Doug and Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to find like a goofy ass suit and like white loafers. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to, to wear whatever the fuck yeah. I want. <laughs> you gotta carry around a banana to. Uh, as a phone. Uh, yeah. Dude, did you read his book? I haven't read it fuck, yet. Fuck, it's amazing. What's it called? Digging Up Mother. Digging up mother. I can't get these. Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Digging up. <laughs> 20 minutes of those peanuts. You can probably hear it in the recording. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were joking and like messing with it. He's <laughs> doing a bit. He's working on his stand-up. Jesse's all open the peanuts bit. <laughs> I dupe everyone else on the podcast. <laughs> all right, so... You're traveling around podcasting. You had no plans to move to Detroit, though. No. Right? We, th- we originally thought we wanted to move to Denver, but we went there and had a great time, but... Detroit was just yeah. cooler. So, it, yeah. So that was your favorite place? Yeah, that we hit. And I don't know a lot about it. I've never been there, but does the potential for it to make a comeback or whatever, is that what somewhat Dude. attracts you to it? Oh, fuck It's yeah. like... 
It's gonna get real. It's already real getting. Quick. It's already getting. Dude, there. like, yeah, it's so cheap to live there, and like, it's not that spread out. And if you're in the Detroit metro area, like, there's so much shit going on. Like, you literally have no excuse to be bored because there's things happening. There's everywhere. so much fucking art. There's so many like, it, and it's a drinking city too, which is amazing. You and, like the climate? Oh my god, the fucking winter is amazing. Like, oh, there's nice. been, like, a couple days where I sweat a little bit, and then it's cold at night. Did you Wait, are you talking about winter? the winter? Oh, sorry, <laughs> summer. Yeah, summer, like, sorry. <laughs> summer. Like, we okay, done it's, the winter it's yet. like yeah. the Arizona winter, kind of. Well, that's good. But less, but yeah. Oh, this, well, wait, are you talking about the summer? Summer, yeah. Okay. Summer in Detroit. Yeah, no, it's... I it mean, gets like, cold it at gets, night. It gets cold every night, which is nice. I mean, not cold, but, like... Down to the 60s, 70s, which for Arizona, that's what's cool. That's cool for me, yeah. yeah. I can double um, jacket that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And the days, like, I mean, it'll get, like, a little bit hot, but seriously, coming from Arizona, it's fucking nothing. Yeah. And it's funny, because people are like, God, it's so hot. Someone said that to me on a And we're like, woohoo! <laughs> well, yeah, but you're going to be the guy when it hits, like, Oh, 40. I know, dude. It's going to suck. You, that's why we just got to spend a shit ton of money on a badass winter jacket, though. That's what everyone says. Just get the winter jacket. You'll be fine. Like that's the true. correct stuff. It is like, true. Because like I wear good... denim and like hoodies and stuff. I don't actually yeah, have real exactly. cold. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and partially, I wonder if you have to expose yourself to the cold. Like every summer when it starts to warm up, I'll try to make a point to get out and ride. Not to kill myself, but like kind of acclimate myself oh, to the heat. Oh, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> oh yeah you know you're from ohio cincinnati yeah you'll just like immediately lose feeling and everything and then you're like oh i'm used to it oh i lost a couple oh of i'm years. dead yeah i haven't been in weather that cold in a long time i mean i haven't left arizona in like three years so yeah, other get, than to go to texas you don't get acclimated to like hypothermia <laughs> even here though like it's hard for me to relax in the cold like people are like you gotta relax your back you gotta relax yeah. i just get so tense in the cold when you it's relax your back you can actually, somebody told me that and it actually makes sense because that's where I was tensed up. And I guess if you just sort of loosen up and let the, the blood flow, that's better if you're cold than being tense. And huh. That makes sense. Well, like, it's like, well, you're supposed to wade in the water if it's cold, but like, yeah. just constantly move. It's like why you start shivering. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. Because that sense. shit warms you up. Slowly but surely. So how long did you spend in Detroit until you're like, let's move here? Or is it something <laughs> specific that happened where it was like, uh, it it's weird. Like, I mean, so we spent almost two weeks there. A week? No, like a week. I don't yeah. fucking yeah. It was like a week. A week. I'd say it was accumulation of like of the both. Like, badass shit happened the whole time we were there. We went specifically for the Detroit Art Book Fair, which is like a way better version of the LA Art Book Fair. <laughs> way less overwhelming. Yeah, the LA Art Book Fair just like. It's insane. Like there's we went to that too. Of badass stuff, but oh my god, there's so much to look at. It is so overwhelming. And the Detroit one, it's nice because it's small and you can look at everything in one day. And it's good content too. It's not like a bunch of bullshit. So it's enough of quantity and quality. Yeah. Wait, so what's a art book fair? Like photo books or okay, photo comics books, like comics. any printed yeah. matter kind and, of yeah, any printed novels matter. and shit. That's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, we saw a lot of cool shit there. Me and Mo are doing a table this year. She already bought it. Woo! Oh, at the Detroit Art Book Fair? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I guess what I was asking is because neither of you have jobs, right? Um, we do, actually. Um, oh, you work on the road. Yeah, we both work on the road. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We both did that. I did work at a restaurant while we were in Detroit for two months before coming back here, but fuck that shit. Well, I'm just saying it's not like it was a career move where you guys went to college oh. for something and you get up there like, oh, there's jobs here. You guys, no. It was a purely like a personal We went to thing, art school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and I mean, 
when we were there like it's weird because i didn't i didn't do any stand-up when we were in detroit the first time because i fucking hurt my back <laughs> i like threw on my back oh, yeah I totally and i just that. like was not in the mood how'd you throw out your back working out i think working out yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like a fucking jabroni <laughs> but uh yeah but then once we got there like we the last three months we've been living there, dude, there is so much fucking stand-up he in... Goes, he's probably gone up more in the past two months than he did the entire time on yeah. the road. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like I've hit... Like, the the best three-night run that I had was five shows in three nights. That's good. Damn. Yeah, which was sick. And Canada's right there. It's like a 15-minute drive. So I've done stand-up... Yeah, at like a weed the lounge in Canada. Wow. Yeah. And uh, just the surrounding areas, like so much fucking stand-up well dude and i don't i think it's partially because i've had a few comics on the podcast anwar yeah well i guess just two anwar and michael turner so i don't I, know I, michael turner he's from cincinnati as well okay dude anwar there's a, there's a uh michigan comic who moved here like really recently what's his name marcus something i don't fucking marcus know marcus 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 <laughs> i don't know if i've seen him my, Michael Turner is the kind of guy that would, you and him would be on the same bill. Yeah. It's just that same sort of like dark, kind of <laughs> pick on the crowd a little bit if it's needed. Oh, yeah. um, his set at Shady Park was actually great. But what I'm saying is, so, and, and then we did those stand-up shows at PV where I didn't host it or anything oh, like that. Yeah. On where I hosted it, I just sort of set it up. So I've got to meet a lot more comics and I'm following them on Facebook. But Sick. now the combination of like music shows and stand-up comedy, it's mm-hmm. like every day there's something going on. And I feel cool. like I feel like comedy's getting better out here. One, um, it feels like there's more comics and like Anwar doing literally the worst show ever at Valley Bar is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, I went to that first one and it was fucking oh, great. That, that was yeah, I, saw uh, you there. I don't think that was literally the worst show ever, but that was those two dudes from LA. No, I'm pretty positive That's it was called literally, literally the worst, the worst yes. show ever so good. yeah and i think the volume seven or volume eight is august 5th at valley bar Sick. but i mean the last one i went to i walked in the front door and it was just nothing but heads yeah it, it, it was just jam-packed in a the room has such a great energy it does dude it's a fucking basement like, i don't want to i don't want to dog on phoenix or say it's not a phoenix bar but it doesn't feel like what you think a phoenix bar would feel like huh. just and mainly because it's it's underground. Yeah. You know, in Texas, like, there's nothing... You don't really go to shit underground. And it's in a back alley. It's in an alley. Well, I mean, that's what makes that bar cool. Yeah. Because it's, like, like, speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't feel like what you typically expect. Well, and also, I think that's really good for stand-up. Like, underground. It's like more comfortable. Underground. Well, and you have to know about it. Yeah. Like, you don't just get people strolling yeah. in. Well, and That's actually a good point, because the crowd is, like, really really into it they're really really engaged and like they're getting now for literally the worst show ever they're getting national headliners and so i saw ron babcock do it once and he just came back this week to do another show at valley bar so to me that must mean they're they're paying out okay and they must be stoked on the room yeah damn yeah the thing about having the correct audience just reminds me of a show that we saw in Los Angeles, it was a free show that was put on by Leafly. It's like oh. a yeah, weed. The weed app. Yeah. Dude, goddamn. And damn. because it was a free show, it brought a shit ton of like random people and it was a comedy show and like 
so many annoying hecklers. It was just like, shut the fuck up. Well, nobody gave a shit who yeah. was there. And, but, and it I was mean, like Natasha Leggero. Like, yeah, it was dude. Like big names. Like, and everyone was just being a fucking dick. <laughs> well, there is comedy show etiquette. I mean, even at Shady Park, we went and saw Michael Turner. And like, yeah, that, if he wasn't so good at fucking with the crowd, that would have been real bad. Like, yeah. the crowd was pretty bad. I, I just have a tough time when I'm in dealing with the public and somebody's not coming correct. I, if, it takes everything in me not just to be like, shut up. He's talking on stage with a microphone. Yeah. You, why are you here talking to your friend? Or why are you this close to the stage yeah, and not over just there? move back. It's just common dude. sense. That's why I like Anwar, dude. If he sees something going on in his show, he goes to the paint hard. You have to. Well, I've seen him just school some people and <laughs> just break their will. It's the best. Yeah, I love dude, it. It's so you good. have to shut those people down. Yeah. And like, you have to be able to do that. And yeah, because nobody's going to fucking pay attention to you if like some dickhead's talking. Like, everyone's just like thinking about, like, God, this motherfucker. Yep. Like,. But there's yeah, a certain you've... element of trust. When you're in the audience, you want to trust the person on stage. Are you in control? Am, yeah. I, am I okay to get on your ride and go with you? Dude, not only that, though, you have to convince the audience that, like, you're a good person. Or kinda. you're worth listening <laughs> like, like to. Not, not like a, yes, not like yeah. a good person, but, like, you have to, like, gain a little bit of trust, which I'm learning. Uh, like, just, like, throw out the fucking softball jokes first, you know, and then you can, like, dive into, like nasty shit you know just show your, your authenticity yeah. what You're giving away oh shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's 101 um <laughs> but yeah what are we talking about yeah i want to do <laughs> i back these heat peanuts by the way <laughs> not too much but they're really good. even though you can't fucking open them yeah they're tough to open you have some scissors handy so in the 32 podcasts you've done like um well, what have you guys learned doing a podcast? And I don't just mean technically, but have you had right. like weird responses from people afterwards, or how many people are like I just hate hearing the sound of my own voice? Like everybody uh-huh. does, yeah. dude. Yeah. Or uh, that's what I've learned is in doing a podcast, most of the work is off the mics. You know, like getting the person to sort of trust you, getting uh-huh. them over here, setting it up, figuring out what you want to talk about, the topics you want to hit, and then afterwards kind of reading people and how they react to it. Because I've had some people that totally back it and they'll share it on Facebook and tell people about it. And Dude. I've had other people that just sort of sweep it under the rug. Like, just something I did. It's like, all right. Yeah. Good. We had people that you wanna, like, didn't yeah. talk about it at all after doing it, which surprised me because it was like, man, you're like a you're like a good name. Like, we talked about really relevant shit to what you do. Right. And like, it it hurt my feelings a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like two, it, like specifically it was these two people that Abby really looked up to. And they didn't like, share it or anything i mean it's i mean that sucks like it's not like we talked about anything intense or that would like ruin their reputation but still like without them sharing it like those were like highly played episodes which was cool which but they just would have been so they would have been yeah they would have like tripled it at least well it's not even so much about the plays because then you're like dude i i like you did you did you even enjoy what we did yeah i had someone on the podcast one of my first five episodes and the next time i saw her it was really awkward between us and i realized like because she like really put herself out there i sort of got her to talk about her childhood or whatever and i was at a party and i saw her and then it was totally cool she's even like i'd like to come back again if you have a group podcast yeah. so that made me feel good but i've had people like it straight up weirded them out like i'll see them out later and they're just like 
Oh, uh, shit, I told you everything. Yeah, like, and yeah, I'm like, dude, Daddy, it was a great. microphone in front of you. You knew that. <laughs> or do you know what podcast yeah. is? The, yeah. point. the only thing that'll bum me out sometimes is if I'll have a podcast and I feel like we talk about cool shit and they don't share it. I'm like, it's cool. It's just a local podcast. And then something else happens and it's shared through three pages or whatever. You're like, I get it. That's more of a national thing, but like the product we put out is still good in my opinion. Yeah. I just don't like feeling I'm the feeling like I'm getting people to do something that they just don't like that they feel uncomfortable with yeah totally I mean I I feel like we always frame ours like let's get fucking drunk and talk (laughs) and I think that helps like people relax yeah well it's we want it to be more like we're hanging out and just talking like exactly but it's not just like some scary like interview like people will be like so I find yeah so prefacing people just when they're like all nervous yeah. and I'm like no we don't have like questions written out or anything it's just we're sitting here we want to talk to you right. like not even necessarily about anything in particular like usually there's a reason we want to talk to someone like you're a photographer you're a comedian whatever we'll talk about those things we don't like so where were you born like mm. you don't have to be scared yeah. so we're just gonna talk <laughs> um like I, I think one of the biggest things or the coolest thing about doing a podcast is that we get to sit down and talk to people that normally we we'd see at a party or whatever and be like, "Oh, hey, what's up, dude? What are you doing?" Right. "Oh, nothing. Yeah. Me neither. Cool. All right, later, dude." We would definitely not be having like a 2-hour conversation. Yeah. But like we you get to talk about real shit and like connect with people. Well, that's that's why I started it because having you know, I was a transplant. I moved here. I didn't get in a band and the, like the more the years went on, I was like, "I'm just the Buffalo Exchange dude." No one in Arizona knows my band. No one knows anything. And then I'd see all these interesting people like a Chase Mason from Gate Creeper or the dudes uh-huh. from Toad and be like, I really want to pick his brain. And then once I heard Marin's podcast, I was like, that's how I'll do it. I'll just ask him to come. Yeah. And that's how yeah. like I've made a lot of friends is just by having a reason to ask them to come over. And I like one-on-one conversation, so it's like it works perfect for me. Yeah. And I like the focus when you get on the mics. I like how it just Yeah, totally. On. Yeah, totally. And like... When we do it, we have headphones on too, mm-hmm. so I feel like you just really get put in that space of like, oh, we're we're just here listening to like each other. Like the cone other. of silence. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nothing outside of that it. That actually is sick. The headphones. It's yeah. kind of weird not having headphones right now because like yeah. I feel like I'm just holding a stick up to my mouth. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some in that drawer if you need the placebo. Effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude, <laughs> one of the worst mics that I did on the trip was in LA. I show up at this bar, and the so it's like sectioned off like there's the main bar and you walk through a doorway and it's kind of an outside space where like there there's a roof but no not, walls not really mm-hmm. well there's walls um show up and like he's like all right yeah so uh they don't have their uh like noise ordinance papers in work so we don't have a pa oh my god we don't have a mic but if you want to hold this microphone that's not plugged in anything, you can. Just talk quietly. It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> fucking insane. retard. Like, why would I hold a mic that doesn't work? <laughs> I, it, that is weird, but at the same time, I could kind of see it. Yes, but also, like, like, yeah, I would never do stand-up. Okay, I guess I did it without a mic, but I would never do stand-up with, that, with a, like, Headset. Britney Spears headset yeah. thing. <laughs> like I like the mic. Dude, I don't know, even as an audience member, I don't know if I could get into it if it was just like normal speaking volume. Yeah. Partly You can't. What we talk you, about you owning can't. the room is that your voice is actually louder than everyone else's. Yeah. It's yeah, it that was not stand up. Hmm. Like it was not stand up. Well, I think it makes it weird too of like 
what do you do with your hands? Like? Dude, exactly, <laughs> man. Like, I used to be a server, and I would write shit down, mostly just so my hands had something to do. Because so like, I, like, I felt oh, weird, yeah, like, walking up, like, like my arms just by themselves. Like, will play with their pocket with one hand, and oh. they kind of have it in, they, they kind of pull it out. It's like, <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, we played a couple shows, because Spoiled's really loud, and even going back to Royals, we were a loud band, too. But, like, playing, like, shitty venues where you show up, like, do you guys even have a PA, or it's really small? Like, there's been a couple times where I've had to be like, if this doesn't work out, I, we're still going to play the set. I'm just going to be singing without a microphone, which means no yeah. one's going to hear me. But just the visual of at least me going around and screaming. But then I almost think I would hold a mic not plugged in, just so that <laughs> it fit. It like makes the visual a hundred percent. Yeah. But it's completely different art forms because I would use my body to like show like you can't hear me, but I'm still the front man. Right. But I've never had to do that. But a couple times, like, dude, I don't think people are actually going to hear me tonight. This is going to be <laughs> this is going to be like a visual performance. Yeah. I mean, with Ladybird, like most of the time, you couldn't hear the vocals. But I'd still do it, you know. I only saw you guys once actually, and it was at a uh, Palo Verde. Sick. That's yeah. the it was place you. To see us. I love Palo Verde. <laughs> yeah. Um, Johnny was playing with you guys then. Sick. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember that night. Did you go to that show? Yeah. Oh, cool. Was that the last time? No, that wasn't the last time Ladybird played. I have no idea. No, I, I saw them. Might have that. been. I feel like oh. the last time was at that. Oh shit! That bar in Scottsdale. Rogue. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. You don't miss music? I fucking really miss music. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I started so many bands that just fell apart, and it's fucking hard work to... And you were tired of being band dad? Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I mean, I still really want to play music, but... I mean, I say it all the time. The only reason I'm able to be in Spoiled is because of the dudes in the band. And it, I don't want to... I don't like being in a band. I don't like working with other people. I don't like having to share ideas and compromise. And, you know, this guy's got an opinion. And, and then we're all artists. So we're all fucking weirdos and eccentric. So sometimes it can be stubborn and a pain in the ass. But So I, I don't really like being in a band. But I do like being in Spoiled. Because I like the dudes I'm in a band with. Right. But I do understand what you're and, saying. Like, they take charge of shit. Or what, what's kind of cool about our band is the more we get to know each other, um, we're each finding out our own little specific area to take charge of shit Sick. and just do it. Like you're really good. That's your skill set. Just do it. So, but that took time to learn because you know I knew Chad for a while. I've known Dylan for a while, but I met Steven the day I tried out for the band. So yeah. it takes a while for you have you know yeah. establish trust and know how each other works and communicates. I mean, I love like like coming up with a riff. Or somebody coming up with a riff and then just building a song on that. But, I don't know, I mean, like, the last band, like, Lady Bird, like, Josh moved away, and then we tried to do it, and it just wasn't as good, like, and before that, like, pre-cum, like, everybody was on heroin, oh, <laughs> and, like, everyone dropped off the face of the earth, and, like... You weren't on heroin. No, I wasn't. Neither was Drew. Okay, so half, 50% of the band was on heroin, and, like, yeah, it was bad. But, uh, I don't I mean, stand-up's sick, because it's like, I rely on myself, Well, and it's still performance, which is, I never thought my, of myself as somebody who loves to perform. Dude, there was a while when I first moved here where I was like, you know, get that out of your system, it's all ego, telling you you want the attention of being on stage, and the more and the more I thought about it, I was like, no, my favorite performers are people that get on stage and, like, rip themselves open, and this is who I am. And yeah. they might be getting off on it, but so am I yeah. as an audience totally. member. So, like, why don't I give the audience what I want? 
Yeah. To get back on. I also think it's super admirable and like just being able to relate to someone who's like really like bearing themselves yes. to a room that they don't know. Right. Like that's sick. I I always I heard this gymnastics coach one time that said uh perform to give not to get. And that's how I started thinking of performing. Like I'm doing this to give you something, not to necessarily get something in return. But uh no, after the first show I played with Spoiled was the first show I played in a long time where the music was aggressive enough to where I could actually go off and not have to like think about what I was doing. And after that first show, I was like, yep, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'm 30 years old, and I'm, it's been this way for 10 years. This is who I am. Yeah, so I accepted dude. it. What well, else are you going to fucking do? Well, dude, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the reason I've always daydreamed about stand-up comedy, and I don't know if I'm ever going to do it, but that's not the point. The point is, it's so fucking simple, and that's what's attractive about it. Yeah. It's you, your voice, and your thoughts. And it doesn't really matter what you wear. It's just how you... W- it does matter what you wear, I think. <laughs> I don't think, but not over the top, necessarily. Right. Like I mean, I, it's not crucial, but it does change, like, when you're watching someone, like, what they wear, it does change, like... Dude, like, Sunday night, that fucking the dude, dude button shirt. he fucked up the... Bu- like, he's huge, dude, but he fucked up his buttons, and that's all I could think about. He <laughs> fucked up the button in his shirt. And, like... It was distracting, too, because he was so big, so it was, like, hanging off his belly, and it was just oh, like, no. oh, dude, like, you fucked up the butts. Like, dude, or, or those those two kids in fucking L.A., like, they had, like, weird, like, like their shirts weren't long enough, so you could see, like, their midsection. Really? And their boxers, and it's just like, dude, fucking pull your shirt well, down. If you're, <laughs> if you're dressed terribly, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's total, total non-sequitur. Like, I'm, it does it. <laughs> You don't need all that presentation. You don't no. need, like, I need yeah. art behind me. Yeah. I need lights yeah. coming from the side. And sides. I really liked those three points, like, you, your voice, and your thoughts. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's just so simple, and that's what's always attracted me to it. Of course, I wanted to be a preacher when I was a kid, so I've always Holy liked shit. the idea of, like, being on stage with a microphone. Who I say it now, Bill Burr and Doug Stanhope are, are my fucking preachers now. Yeah, They dude. speak just as much truth as anyone else I've heard. The yeah. fact that I laugh along with it. Oh. Just a bonus. Just a bonus. <laughs> They're still speaking truth. I dude, agree. I, I just love how... Doug Stanhope just rolls around in filth, and I love it. Like we all fucking should, because we're goddamn animals. <laughs> like enjoy the fucking filth, right? Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah, like he doesn't have to look back on his twenties and be like, "Oh man, those were like the best times I did, or yeah. the fuck I want." He still fuck that, that. He yeah. Just embrace oh, it, dude. Well, he does the opposite too. It'll make you feel stupid for thinking he's gross or dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the life. Yeah, seriously, fucking dream life. Well, and I'm sure there's this morning. He talks about it openly. When I wake up, and I don't want to talk to anybody for hours, so that's why he says he doesn't have a gun. He's like, I drink and I'm mouthy. Plus, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not a happy person. Yeah. I don't need a gun close by. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you think? Some of your favorite like podcasts you did? Like, which ones did you do that you got? Like, you hit. You stopped recording. You're like, I fucking feel better after doing that podcast. I had most of them, honestly. But yeah. I mean, definitely ones that were better than others. I mean, just because this is like we're doing the second uh, podcast with Mike Lundgren, but the first one was fucking amazing. Yeah, like with him, we both listened to the whole thing after. Which yeah, is and we don't listen. You. I don't either. Yeah. That's yeah. how you know it's a good one. Yeah, like there, I was like, I want to go back and hear what what yeah. we talked about because that was like amazing like well, we like got into some weird shit <laughs> well me and jake did one that ended up being an hour and 20 and it was just a jesse upshaw podcast and uh like we finished it and then i hit we played it back just to hear if the levels were okay and we sat here for like 10 minutes just listening and i was like this is actually good <laughs> like if we can listen Sick. to the conversation we just had and that doesn't happen every time because yeah. there's some podcasts yeah. where it's like 
think I'm good on that one. Yeah. And yeah. you, oh, you don't yeah. beat up on yourself. You're like, fuck it. It's a podcast. Yeah. It's not supposed yeah. to be perfect. Like, if someone wants to listen to it, have at it. It's on the internet, but. Yeah. The Mike Lundgren one was dope. The Zoe Ligon one was dope. And yeah. not just because it got a shit ton of plays, but, like, I she's super cool. She's um She owns a sex shop in Detroit and writes about sex super openly. And, and she's an Instagram babe. Total like, Instagram babe. Like, <laughs> just very open, friendly like was down to like yeah get super into nice it. yeah like, answered any question we had can't get him in a deep water <laughs> i love that i yeah. love nothing being off topic yeah or off, uh, off the table yeah. yeah yeah and like i don't want people to feel like they have to talk about everything when they come on the show it's just like if you don't want to talk about it don't talk about it but yeah. we would like you to talk about yeah. it <laughs> if there's something that i know i want to talk to someone about like chase mason with his heroin addiction i told him straight up i'm having you on because i want to talk about that yeah he's like yep that's cool man that's part of it you got to talk about it so i've only prefaced it a few times with people like i am gonna hit this topic because honestly that's a big part of your fucking story yeah but that's not usual yeah did you preface anything with joel uh no oh. i mean so joel which was our last podcast he played in pre-cum he was one of the dudes on heroin <laughs> Uh, but he he like he had a super crazy story. Well, and he was like a huge drug addict, not yeah, just heroin, like, like fucking everything. Like he like sold guns, yeah, like stolen firearms to wow. get. Like just went down that like drug addict road, yeah. hard. But he's like a completely different person now. And he asked me, he's like, he's like, what are we gonna talk about so I can prepare? And I was like, we don't like. I want to talk to you because we have a history together. You're shred at guitar. You're doing amazing music, and you have a fucking crazy story. He was like cool, so. But yeah, he was open with us talking about yeah. That shit. Yeah, well, and and I think that's important because like, the more people that go through that shit, like if if somebody knows somebody that's going through that or that they're them themselves, like everything should be on the fucking table. Yeah, well, especially to learn, especially because you know? yeah. Joel's really good at talking to people who are going through addiction and yeah. helping them through that. Right, because that's the part of it is once you get out of it, you don't just like leave that scene. You're there to help people. You're there to make sure you hold each other accountable. Yeah. Fuck, I lost my train. <laughs> I had a point I was gonna make. Yeah. Well, for me too, you can only see things through your own point of view. So I think like if someone interviewed me. I want them to ask me the really deep shit. I want them to like try to get into my head because that to me is therapeutic when someone else yeah. is like, so that's where it's not what are we going to talk about? Is there something you don't want to talk about? Yeah, that's, you know what I mean? You right. probably should do that. But, but, but even <laughs> so, they're them. like, yeah. but then I don't know. Right? If someone then said like, no, I don't want to talk about that. I'll admit like part of me is like, I kind of want to do the podcast a little less because yeah, you have limits and yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to talk about the most intense shit, but if it comes up or if it's relevant, like, wait, so why'd you move from Detroit? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, so something specific a happened. like that. <laughs> yeah. Like the only thing Joel like wouldn't say was like where he was working at the time just because he didn't want the two associated with that and it's like that's fine I yeah, understand yeah. that information like that I really don't care about almost yeah. like that's not the important stuff leave out the details that are yeah. yeah yeah for sure I don't know um I don't know I, I guess no episodes stand out to me as far as like which ones are my favorite I got my finger cut by a couple druggies we got in a fight in the street that one was really good. That was probably the most therapeutic podcast I've done because Max joined me and I just told the story for like 30 minutes about everything that happened and then after it was done, he like asked me questions about it because I've never been attacked or like physically hurt and he almost cut the tip of my finger off. Jesus. 
that was one where when it was done, I was like, I felt like a weight off my shoulder. I even told you that that was what exactly what I needed. I didn't have to talk about it to anyone after that. So yeah, that was one of my favorites. And then us doing the 50th episode was really great because uh, I invited everyone that's been on the podcast back over. What did we get, like 15 people? But we got the right people I wanted to come over. Yeah, sick. So we did three episodes in one night where we were just filtering in and doing episode 48, episode 49, episode 50. But that was really cool to see kind of who was willing to come back and sort of validate the podcast because the people I wanted to come over did and I was really stoked. And a lot of people that have been on it multiple times but also not been in the same room as each other. Yes. was weird. Well, and that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be the physical representation of the Southwest Social Club. I wanted there to be a comic, a metal singer, and garage bands. And then to relate on something other than like your niche hobbies. Right. So that was really fun. I, that one stood That's out sick. to me. I, I love that the most, too, when you get kind of off topic about, like, oh, we brought in this comedian, but now we're talking about when your dad left home. Like, that's great. <laughs> well, every time I get the comedians on the mics, they're, they're just great. They're talkers. And nothing's yeah. off topic to them. Yeah. They'll hit topics. So. Well, I think that's why, like, uh, comedian podcasts are so interesting, Cause I they're mean, fucked up. <laughs> not because they're fucked up, but it's like I feel like as a comedian, there's nothing that should be off topic. I agree. And like, I mean, and if there is, like, I'll probably rip on you for it. <laughs> well, kind of what you said earlier about like you want to talk about your the bad parts of your life so people can relate to you, but that's what I got so into Mark Maron's podcast initially is because I've never heard creative people talk openly about how they got there. Or their struggles yeah. as an artist. So once you see, like, oh, everyone doubts themselves, everyone, Dude, and when you yeah. can actually see yourself relating to somebody that's made it, that that's really powerful. It's so motivating. It's extremely motivating. So I like the com- comedian podcasts probably more than their stand up at this point. Like I prefer the podcast because huh. it's more. There's more content. It's like every week, and it just makes me like their stand up comedy even more because I already know them and who they are as a person. Right. So, like, even with Stanhope, there's a both sides of the coin. A lot of times he's funny, and a lot of times he's pissed off, and he's yeah. yelling at people. And it's like, yeah, the product you get on stage is made through this whole process. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, like when you hear a bit come out of a podcast, yes. like, oh, I heard when you first talked about that. Like, dude, yeah. I, I'm an intense dude, and I know I need to calm down a lot, but it's also <laughs> weird because, like, my favorite fucking artists are intense dudes. Mm-hmm. Marin, Burr, and Stanhope aren't going to reach this point where they're just like, we're just chill now. Yeah, they're just yeah. chill. And because they're not chill, that's why they have shows on Netflix and they have their national stand-up comics because they have yeah. a sense of urgency to them. Um, for me, like listening to podcasts, like my main ones are Stanhope, Burr, Rogan, and then like Bert Kreischer's podcast. I've heard, I've heard a couple of Berts. Yeah, he's yeah, I like him. And, and then like I'll dip into other ones that I hear about. You know, if somebody that I really like is on it, um, but. For me, it's like training, kind of, <laughs> like, because I learned so much doing stand-up, but then hearing these pros talk about it, like... Especially when they talk about their, like, back in the day. Yeah. Right. Totally. And, like, it's, like, it's fucking training for me. Or stories about how they deal with management. Maybe even stories about how they booked a tour or whatever. Just, like, being a comedian. Like, mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah, it's it's sick. I like podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like I said, I hadn't been listening to it as much because uh, I have an Android now and it sucks, but uh, <laughs> I still listen to them at the house. 
But I haven't really listened to any new ones lately. Yeah. It's kind of the same old ones. And for me, it's weird. Like, the more I like Stanhope and Burr's podcast, the more I almost, like, want to try a new one. Like, I don't know. I already know how those guys sound. I'm already, like, really familiar with it. Well, you want to try and do what? Like, it makes me not want to try new podcasts. Oh. Because I'm already, like, got such a relationship built with the ones I'm into. I'm like, I think I'm good. I don't need any new any new lovers. Yeah. yeah. I guess being on the road and, like, we completely exhaust the podcast. Yeah. Because we are constantly listening to them, like, driving 10 hours a day. So we, like, have to find new ones. But it also, for me, it's nice to, like, throw in something that's, like, totally different and, like, make me think about something else that's, like, not comedy or not this fucking American life or whatever. If Dude. I had an iPhone, uh, my iPhone still, I'd still be listening to them at a high level, but... Um, I've also, like... Or, like, lately, I've been listening to older... Or, Doug Stanhope talked about, like, his podcast with Burt Kreischer, and, like, they did one fairly recently that i listened to and that was like one of the best ones i've ever listened to <coughs> that was like two hours long wasn't it it was i think it was like three yeah four, they went maybe. on for a while yeah but uh, that was seriously one of the best ones i've ever heard and then i went back and listened to another one that they did like a few years ago together i got halfway through it and then it fucking froze because we were in the middle of nowhere but oh, yeah uh do you ever listen to that tom rhodes tom rhodes radio uh-uh He's a comic. I was trying to think. He did a swap cast with Stan Hope that was really cool. Sick. Right, either way, those are other people's podcasts we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stuff we like, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's been a trip. Literally and Literally. figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, what, so let's talk about, like, currently. So you guys got to Phoenix how long ago? Almost a month. Yeah. And so it was just, like, getting stuff ready to move? Yeah, we came to move all of our shit and then go on this week-long vacation with brett's family to lake powell mm-hmm. and that was super cool um and then just kind of see our friends and get the fuck out <laughs> i mean you guys don't have a lot of stuff though i imagine just a storage unit with like shit that we didn't want to replace like records books right this badass couch we have and our king size yeah. bed that i keep having dreams about <laughs> oh dude i can't wait i know i can't <laughs> fucking wait <laughs> so what's so you guys are going to go from here and drive up to Detroit. Is it just you two or is Mo going with you? Uh, she's meeting us up there. Yeah. So we're driving. We're going to take some of her shit, which I just remembered. Oh. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then she's coming out like halfway through because she's going on tour with Nanami Ozone. Oh, that's right. Shout out to Nanami Ozone. Dude, they fucking rip. They're like my favorite band. Yeah, <laughs> they're really solid. I've only seen them once so far, dude, but they're uh, playing dude. like right fucking now. <laughs> Are they? I think at eight. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, no. tonight's their like tour kickoff show. Yeah. Because we got that podcast after, so we can't even try. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because like we were talking about earlier, there's Detroit or Phoenix. There is more and more going on, and like I feel personally, anytime I have someone on the podcast, I always want to like support them. Like, yeah. not just feel like I just used you. I always want to go out to their shows and support, but I had like seventy five people on at this point, so I'm just getting more and more like event invites and like i don't have a lot of money so it kind of sucks but i'm just having to say no like yeah. i can't do yeah. it all and you got to find that balance i mean if you're if you're a creator yourself you can't spend six nights at the fucking bar watching other people perform you're like dude i gotta get out there and make my own art you know yeah. get, get, get drunk on my own dime <laughs> <laughs> that too because <laughs> bars can be really fun and at the other on the other hand when you're not in the mood it's just like god damn it i'm at a bar again spending four dollars for a beer right. yeah and all this i don't know yeah that's like <laughs> i mean s- since we've been in detroit like i've been hitting it hard where 
I'm going out at least like five times a week. Um, but it's always at bars, which I like. Uh, you can write off your beers. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. But, <laughs> but you're going out. And- oh, but I'm seeing like all these comics and making all these fucking friends, which is really weird. Like making friends at 28. Mm-hmm. Like fucking weird dude I know, I'm, like, make, I'm making friends right hey, now hey want to hang out later I think it's weird too just because like you're from you know zero to 18 like you mo- for the most of us we grew up with like the same people or whatever right. and, like you don't have a lot of story to fill people in on and then you meet people later on in your life and like you're like oh shit now I have to like learn about you and right. you have to learn about me and it takes a while <laughs> well it's kind of cool too because now it goes in reverse order now it's just like if I can sit with you and talk to you for an hour and we're on the same page cool I don't need to know I guess it's different I do like to know kind of where people came up because you know how I am now isn't really the person I was when I was a kid yeah. and it still influences me, me a lot so I do like to kind of exactly I would have never thought we had a similar background growing up just because you judge a person based on yeah. how they look like he wears all black probably grew up in an atheist family and you find out <laughs> no we actually came up really really similar but you can like get someone's sense of humor and you almost don't have to know anything about them other than how they carry themselves right then and there then it's like alright now I kind of want to know more about you but I yeah. almost gotta be like how do you get along with me right here and right now and then I'll show interest into who you are learn more about you <laughs> Yeah, well, for for me, I, I like knowing about people's history because I think a lot of that really subtly informs who you are. Yes. Um, especially, like, you know, growing up religious or growing up, like, without one of your parents or you moved all the time, whatever. Like, it, it changes the person that you are, and it just takes a while to figure a person out in that way. Or now I'm at an age where you've got... We've been an adult for, like, fucking 13 years, so... Yeah fucking adult whatever that fucking means (laughs) (laughs) but it's true it's like some people don't even look the same as they did when they were 18 and you never think that like oh wait you used to be overweight like yeah like if I knew (laughs) right exactly and then it's not like it's a big deal but then you go pick up on certain little things or I don't know it just well things like that like change who you are today like I was I was a chubby kid growing up and like that still affects me like now right I was like thinking about it today even like just the way that it changes what you think about or I've dated a few girls and when I dated them you would have never been able to tell but they're like yeah it does it's an it's a thing in your head though that never really goes away yeah there's definitely like a insecurity that's like present even if like you you tried to like put it away but it's still there right still it still affects your choices all the time even meeting friends is interesting because I think about this all the time like Maybe I, I won't say our generation, but for the people I surround myself with, we're not living the way my parents and grandparents lived. Nah, so that whole idea. That. So you almost think like I never thought I'd be 31 meeting new friends, and you're right, it does feel almost like childhood. Like so, you going to the show on Thursday? Yeah. It feels weird almost. I'll like, see you there, you know, buddy. Or you, can, you can I have your number? You want to come over after and like <laughs> do you want watch you a movie? You want me to pick you up? Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. You can come pick me up. Yeah, but. <laughs> But at the same time, it also reminds me almost every day, like, there's no rules to how this is supposed to go. No. You know, like, also, way more of my relationships have turned from, like, people I can sit there and just, like, tell jokes to and people that I can actually work on things with. Because, uh-huh. you know, I, I work a job for money, but the reality is I'm an adult. I know what I want to do now, what I want to create. So I create closeness by working on something with people. 
even if it's the podcast, it doesn't feel like we're working on something, but we are. We're creating something yeah. tangible. So for me, it's like less and less like, let's just sit and bullshit, man. Like, no, let's work on something. Well, I think like having creative friends and working on something together, like that creates such a strong bond. Like some of my best friends are people that I've played in bands with. Right. Um yeah i mean because just like surrounding yourself with like-minded people i think yeah and not even just like we have the exact same opinions but like we're all creators i mean because if you have that party friend like that's like a little bit like i mean yeah we get drunk together but we're not gonna talk about the real shit or or we're gonna get drunk in 1 30 in the morning like dude we should start a band yeah (laughs) we should we i got some jokes i want to tell you man like fuck we should have wrote them out sober or something actually hit an open (laughs) mic yeah um yeah, we wanted to live in a mansion <laughs> uh, in Detroit that was for rent. It was like eight bedrooms and like four bathrooms. I saw that Facebook oh, yeah. post. Yeah, it was like 8,500 8, square feet. Yeah, it was like 2,500 bucks to rent. So we were like, fuck, if we could just live with like seven other like super creative people and just like make shit all the time. That didn't happen, obviously. But Wait, so you didn't get the mansion? We just couldn't find enough people that yeah. were like serious about it. So maybe you, maybe if we have a little bit more money at some point and it's like less of a like everyone has to get their first month's rent and deposit, you know? Yeah, because we don't. We don't and have a and lot still, right we now. don't have that many friends out there. Yeah. You know? So what are you going to get? Just an, a little house or something? Uh, I think we're getting like a we're, five bedroom. We're looking at a four <laughs> which, bedroom right now. Four bedroom? Yeah. We, which sounds huge, like for Arizona. Yeah. I we think. put a deposit down and we find out soon. But it's going to be like. 250 a person mm-hmm. that's pretty damn <laughs> good yeah, yeah for this like su- it's like one of the most well-preserved neighborhoods in detroit really so yeah. like like so detroit a lot of it's not what you think it is but a lot of it is what you think it is like you see burnt down houses like things in shambles and like it's not like pristine or anything like that but this neighborhood is super well kept and like which is nice because there's such beautiful historical houses yeah and so yeah that's the neighborhood that we're looking at right now solid yeah i'm pumped <laughs> like when you grab your belly so full of peanuts because <laughs> i keep having things in my head where i'm like i want to talk about that in a minute but i'm like actively listen to the person speaking and then i actively listen and forget what i wanted to say <laughs> yeah yeah that's why we're less good at this podcast thing because i'm just like well so okay yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> like i feel bad for people because they'll be like very aware that we're not talking for like these two seconds and i'm like it's okay it's just like a small break like dude the yeah. spaces always feel fucking excruciating live and then i listen to them back i'm like that was nothing yeah yeah was totally. seriously two seconds where yeah. it sounded like you took a drink yeah because not watching you can imagine somebody like oh, uh, all right so we'll talk about this <laughs> like you think of like some news dude with papers all the <laughs> uh, hey, Yeah, we're all wearing suits right now. Somebody says talk behind a desk. One second. Let me okay, yeah, let's talk about that. We're like behind a desk, like a newsroom, and Max is in front of a green screen like the weatherman. <laughs> Except he's wearing a green shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Sit down. Uh, the, <laughs> this like environment is badass. I, it's like. We're at some shitty IKEA table. Hey, <laughs> I had that table. Yeah, the exact same shit yeah. IKEA table. Use right. a desk forever. Quality chairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chairs. The chairs we can call du- shitty. Duct tape, mic stands, like yeah. 
No, it's perfect. This is, I mean, when ankle we, socks over the mics, it's <laughs> fucking great, dude. We take our podcast shit to people, so it's like way jankier. We're like sitting on a bed half the time, yeah. on the floor the other half of the time. Shit's just sprawled out everywhere, but it's great. Well, no, I, it works, but I, it's true, man. Like the more we've done it, I'm just like two mic stands fall apart. They're each different kinds of mics. Yeah. Like, where's the long cord? I need the long cord, not the short one. Like I daydream about like having a hundred dollar gift card to Guitar Center, like four new stands, and yeah. four chords. <laughs> but it works, so whatever. I want to get one of those fancy mics with like the little shield over it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing too is I've talked to a lot of people, not a lot, a few people that talk about starting a podcast, and the second they're like, "Yeah, I just got to make sure I get the mics and this," I'm like, "Dude." I did a pod. You're holding a nine dollar Amazon microphone right now, <laughs> so it's like you d- you don't actually have to have this crazy setup to do a podcast. No. Bill Bird does it. I've heard episodes on his iPhone in a hotel yeah. room. They're not yeah. that bad. They're, well, the, you think about it. You can have a phone conversation with somebody for an hour, two hours. That's shitty audio. Yeah. So why couldn't you, with headphones in, listen to something that's not great but you're not listening to it for like the tone you're listening to it for what he's saying yeah, totally. so as long as you can understand it even if you want to just get like a decent setup which is what I would say we have like I don't know how much was all that shit like 500 bucks yeah but even technology is getting to a point like to record voices because I think when you think of recording you're used to thinking about music which it's mm-hmm. really crucial to get the right tone recording voices is cake yeah just really as long is. as we don't sound annoying <laughs> or like blown out yeah yeah I mean yeah, I mean, we totally blow out our shit. Like when not we get often, exci- though. I think when we like laugh and get excited. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm aware of it, and I try to like. Oh, well, I try to too, but yeah, our guests don't know that as well. We always have to tell our guests, "Eat the mic." Mm. Like they'll be like talking, yeah. and then slowly but surely just go. Dude, like this oh yeah, I've been doing that a lot today because I'm doing this talking to you. But I, I do the same thing. I'll have people that'll just like talk right here. I'm to the side <laughs> of the mic, and you don't as the host, you don't want to be annoying. Like keep breaking their thought. Like yeah. talk into the microphone. Yeah, We're I think not, that's what we preface people with. Eat the mic. Like like literally like, put your like, mouth just on keep it. it. Like it's fine. Only like two hundred other people. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That was a really severe exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, I know. That made me think of touring, though, because they always, like as a front man, they're like, bring your own microphone, because you don't think about how many other people have literally put their mouth and their spit is inside yeah. that microphone. Yeah. So. Well, with stand-up, too, but I don't really give a shit. Stand-up might be a little different, because I know whenever I'm singing, it does, it hits my lips. Like, I'm, I don't know if you mean I hold it a little further away. No, the mic totally touches my lips occasionally. It's good for your immune system. Yeah. Dude, I totally. haven't, <laughs> I haven't been sick in years. Like ever since I started cleaning houses, I have not missed one job. And I've been doing this for like two years now. So my immune system is strong with the force. Yeah. And it's the climate. Well, especially just, going into people's homes, like you get exposed to some yeah. shit. I th- I I'm patting myself on the back, but it must be. I don't even <laughs> wear gloves to clean. I haven't even washed my hands in three days. (laughs) (laughs) Says the guy who just got out of the shower. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I've been rinsing off like twice a day. I'm I'm dripping. You have to. And I know it's hot, so I'm not bitching about that, but it's I've hit that point now that it's late July where like the summer madness is starting to set in. There's nights going by and I'm staying up all night and sleep until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Just like it's one kind of fun like i kind of enjoy i the i summer, completely like, agree weird like everyone's fucking sweaty and angry and drunk and 
it's I the same it. way like when you go to a hardcore show in a basement and it's 120 degrees and humid because there's so many people Ugh. it's miserable but that's also what Part makes of it, it fun yeah. we're all miserable together yes. like yeah. no one's more comfortable than anyone <laughs> socialism <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much money you have you're sweating tonight where are we at on time because you guys got another podcast at 8.30 55. yeah but what is it? What's the actual time? Oh, it's seven fifty-seven. That oh piss. Should we start to wrap it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Closing shit. Or mm. we definitely got to do this again. We'll do it in next de- time in, de- in December. Yeah, yeah we'll and any time you want to come to Detroit, fucking come out. Like I, we'll put you guys up. No, I'm. De- Definitely not coming during the winter. Like I said, I've left the state once in the last, I think, two years. Yeah. And this year I've left Phoenix twice, and it was to go to Tucson to play shows. So, Like just because you're short on cash or you don't want to travel? Both. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm locked in, man. I'm doing what I actually want to be doing, and there's, I don't want to be just like... If I went and visited somewhere, yeah, it would probably be good to reset the batteries, but I'd also just be getting motivated. I don't know. I have a one-track mind. I don't somebody asked me yesterday at the bar like where would you go if you could i was like uh i don't want to go anywhere they're like that's sick and gave me a high five and i was like i'm being honest i don't want to go anywhere other than here right now i just really yeah. like it here uh, i feel like like with the one track mind thing like i'm very if i start doing something i will fucking like do it into the fucking ground right you know? and i think that's kind of good but sometimes not. You do have to take a break, and I'm aware of that. And if I had money, yeah, I'd go out and, and take a little trip. But I don't, so why sit there and like complain about it? Yeah. But for me, it's, it's about the fact that I'm in the middle of something. I quit my job at 29 to do something. Not sure what. Well, now I'm here. Now my brother has a workshop. He doesn't have a job. He's just building guitars now. Fuck. Now I've got this podcast up to 50 episodes. And it's not so much about the podcast, but it's about the fact we're branching out and doing different things. Live events, yeah. skate video edits. I know I'm in a band and we released our EP June 25th. So going back to Bill Burr, when he says like, if you want to do something, just start doing it and be undeniable. Yeah. And that's how I feel. It's like right now I'm trying to get a fucking job to do this shit. Not financially so much, but like I want to put myself in a position where it works and right now I'm, I'm not there so I don't I don't feel the need to like step away or take a break. I'm right. like, I'm, I'm working on it, man. So and <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like I always wanted to play music for a living, but I knew that wasn't going to happen with the style that i like to play you know and this is like just as cool for me because i feel like this is way more accessible yeah you can like actually make money doing something the way that you would do it authentically like whereas like if you wanted to make it as a band i feel like you would have to sell out a little more Mm. yeah well and count on people yeah you know yeah that's a big thing that's being able to do something 100 percent independently is pretty empowering yeah like that fucking stupid Bill Burr quote about, like, living on the futon. Yep. Dude, that, like, motivated me. Say it. So hard. I don't know by heart, but he, he's saying, like, basically don't be afraid of, you know, being 30 and living on a, or sleeping on a futon. Like, it's way worse. Or there's no risk in that. Like, it's way worse to be 50, you know, laying next to some lady in a, a fancy bed in a fancy house and you're not... <laughs> You're unhappy. I googled it, and the first thing that came up was Bill Burr quote futon. <laughs> uh, Do you want to read it? Yeah, I can. Because I, I like, I quit my office job, like, 
and like reading that like that was like a huge inspiration well for dude me. we talked about this on the first podcast yeah i think we did and we? what's funny is after we did that the thursday morning podcast came out where he plays old episodes and uh-huh. they played that one with Whoa. that quote so i heard Damn. it i was like oh shit that's the that's bart's quote okay you I got wanna, the quote. yeah read it it's realize that sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is not the worst thing you know it's worse sleeping in king, a king bed next to your wife that you're not really in love with but for some reason you married and you got a couple kids and you got a job that you hate You'll be lying there fantasizing about sleeping on a futon. There's no risk when you go after a dream. There's a tremendous amount of risk to playing it safe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And like, <laughs> and like, I'm either going to like make it as a comedian or I'm going to fucking die trying. <laughs> well, I'll and, be- then in, and then it won't matter. Who gives a shit? And then you'll be dead. Yeah. Well, I'll be perfectly honest. When I was 21, if you just said, what's the world going to look like when you're 31? I said, probably better. But I'm not even talking about politically. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about a bunch of shit. I don't know what the world's going to look like here in six months. So the realistic truth is, I'm not buying into some 30-year future. Oh, fuck I'm day-to-day. I'm 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 trying to make myself happy so I can then give that to other people and just be a peaceful, harmonious person. Be happy right now. Thank you. And that doesn't necessarily mean let's sabotage the future that may come, but at least least be happy today and not, not thinking... Here in 25 years when I retire. Dude, kidding? Yeah, I fuck that. I so want to like... Oh. I see so many fucking like Reddit threads that's like, how I got out of debt in two years. And it's like, basically I was miserable and didn't do fucking shit. Mm. It's yeah. like, I would rather be in Who debt. Who right. the fuck? Well, even like a rock and roll band, you're like, I'm 31, I sing for a rock and roll band. But then it's like, I'm not going to shoot people for my point of view. So honestly, it's protest music and it's almost needed now more than ever. Like... I, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten more into stand-up comedy, but it feels like it's sort of getting bigger and not like your Dane Cooks are like, hey, how's it going? But you're like raw dog comics that are going to tell you the truth. I think yeah. it's because there's a lot of people that want authenticity right now. Well, yeah. I think it's really important. And yes. like, I mean, a lot of it is fucking mocking the human condition. and Satire. like And like what we, like this American fucking horse shit, like... Like, you have to get married. You have to have children. Like, why? I don't want to do something for my vagina. Like, 401k. Fuck me. God damn it. (laughs) You're just outside the matrix, outside the system. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. I I don't... I've I've seen both sides of my life. Where in Texas, I had a lot of things that were good. And you take it for granted because you're in your young 20s. And I come to Phoenix and I realize how all those things aren't easy to replace. Friendships, bands, just feeling comfortable in your city. And I've had to work to get to that point. Dude, the struggle though. Like it's a fucking struggle to do like what we're we're doing. What we did for like almost a year was fucking hard. It's hard, (laughs) but it's fucking worth it. It's so It's way better. Like we hit fucking lows, like real low lows, but real high highs. Like the lowest lows and the highest highs that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. That's, that's, that... I completely relate to you there, Fucking but it's worth, worth it. it. It's and honestly, so the lowest it. lows, it's weird. There's sometimes beauty in that too, yeah. whether oh, it be yeah. coming yeah. out of it or whether it become a realization from. Yeah, I this think breaks it like, you down strengthened our relationship really hard. Experience, yeah, we come through shit. Yeah. Well, and and we just get to a point where it's so fucking ridiculous, that and we're we're laughing. we're laughing our asses off at how shitty it how all shitty is. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, going to be us tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can laugh about how shitty it is tomorrow. Woo. Tonight, though, it was good. Yeah. We had some Evan Williams. We had yeah. peanuts. Those are so gross. You didn't like them? No. <laughs> Too spicy? I had my Danish exports. This was fun. Yeah, I'm glad that we, we did this. I'm kind of bummed it's cut short and yeah, we're not drinking heavy, but 
December. I, hey, the podcast was focused. That was good. An hour yeah. and it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah no, dude. thank you guys for doing this. So Southwest Social Club, uh, southwestsocialclub.com. You can follow us on the SoundCloud or the iTunes. Both are linked. The first Southwest Social Club skate edit is on that page. The second one will be released within a week, 10 days, maybe. Probably about that. Sick. Um, and we're using a Nanami, or Max is using a Nanami Ozone song for that edit. Nice. So that'll be cool. Sick. Which song? I don't know. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. That it's one's like my one. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that reaction because I didn't know their song was called oh, I Don't so Know. Good. Dude. What's crazy is... Colson asked me which one I used, and I was like, I don't know, and he's like, you don't remember what it was called? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you called it. (laughs) So yeah, southwestsocialclub.com, or you can always interact with us at facebook.com slash podcast. What do you guys got? Uh, We're softpodcast.com. S-O-T-H. S-O-T-H. Something over the hill on Instagram, on Facebook. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Bart Dangus. Uh, that's my name. <laughs> Shit, I, I say, fucked up. My, my Instagram's Analog Goober. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. every time I see that name, it's Anal Goober. I know. Everyone <laughs> thinks Anal OG yeah. Goober. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be back in December? Yeah. All right, so... Well, shit, that's only like four months away. That's going to go by quick. Yeah, it probably will. God, hopefully we can afford it. <laughs> be what, good. Do you know when you're coming back? I mean, we're going to come back for Christmas to hang yeah. out with our family. and Yeah. Maybe I should try to set up a little PV comedy show with all of them. Oh, do it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be even okay. bigger motivator for okay. me to make sure Fuck we can yeah. buy right. those tickets. Okay. All right. I'm stoked. Sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So December... Swap cast three, and hopefully we'll get a Palo Verde comedy show crazy night. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for us. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys.